Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Who day? Who day? Who day say going to beat them Bengals? Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louie on ESPN 680-1057 and the app, however you're listening this morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, as always, first hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. Lewis, how are we this morning? So you're having the opposite experience of every single person in this office. Who day? Because you have the Bengals, and L, all of us here have bum teams. Bums. My Spartans yesterday, bums. Uh, Rummage's Cowboys yesterday, bums. Uh, all of the U of L basketball team, bums. Um, Andy's Giants on Saturday, bums. I mean, like everything, just bums. I mean, just everybody bums. We we're talking about it in the back. Everybody's teams bums. And you got you got the Bengals, and your your Wildcats actually don't look terrible. No, no, and and <laughs> and, and I want to thank you. <clears throat> excuse me. I want to thank you for moving the line to eight points on Friday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and in enabling me to win another pick. There you go. Two for two in the last two. Don't the cats by nine. <laughs> Uh, see, my line was right on. There you go. I should be yeah. setting them. There you go. I think no, it was five and a half be. or something. Right? Crap, you should be. <laughs> you should be. I, I'll tell you one thing. You're doing a whole lot better picking horses than you are football <laughs> games. <laughs> nice pick. Uh, the the final. Uh, you, you gave that out on your green sheet, right? I gave it the, out on this show. The, the, the final pick three at, yeah. uh, at the fairgrounds. I, I gave it on this show. Absolutely. 13 Good to job. one. Let's go. Yeah. Good job. No, that's good. I, no, you're right. Um, I look. It's it's Derby prep season, and when you need um, nerdy uh, betting analysis for Derby prep season, I'm your boy. That's it. So there you go. My uh, my other team's bums. My picks not terrible. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, and yeah. I know we got a lot of other things to talk about. Yeah, horse fine. racing. Did did you see oh. that uh, in the in the in the new um, uh, what do you call it nomination forms? Mm. Uh, it, it it for the Kentucky Derby. It says on the on the last line that if you if your horse is trained by a guy who is suspended <laughs> from the Derby, not to mention any names, wink wink, right. uh, you have until February twenty eighth to move those horses to another trainer. Yep. Uh, last year, I think it was in April when Baffert moved uh, Taba. And somebody else to to Joaquin, 
But uh, so he's got by the by the last day of February, he's got to move those horses to another trainer to be eligible for the Derby. Well, there you go. He's Danislaw Louis Rabot hanging out with you until noon. Let's uh, go ahead and re- react to this uh, this win over Texas A and M. I thought an interesting game because all three wins for Kentucky have been a little bit different, um, and this was just another example of that, Dan. And uh, we see again uh, the the trend that has poked itself, uh, I think, by accident, but now is. Not an accident, which is that Xavier Wheeler does not start, and frankly, his minutes were down even from... And does not play. Yeah, plays eight minutes, uh, no points, and no rebounds. Uh, had one assist on uh, Saturday. They seem to have set what they're going to do going forward. Minutes-wise, uh, Dan, 34 for Toppin, 29 for Oscar, 36 for Wallace, 35 for Frederick, and 29 for Antonio Reeves, no question the biggest beneficiary of this change has been, believe it or not, Antonio Reeves, who's now 17 points the last three games on average. Uh, what did you see on Saturday? What did you like? What did you not like? Well, I, I saw a couple of things, and you started with Wheeler, so I'll start there too. Uh, I believe when Wheeler was on the floor uh, in the Texas A&N game, uh, Kentucky was outscored by seven points. I think that's an accurate uh, an a- accurate stat. Uh, he remember uh, in in the uh, last game he played 33 seconds in the second half, and in this game he played uh, 57 seconds in the second half. And uh, Ben, our dear friend Ben Roberts, had a, an article this morning. How is Cal going to fit Wheeler back into the lineup? And I think the answer is he's not correct. He's not. I mean, this is just a better team um, with Fred, with um, Wallace running the point and Fredericks and and Reeves on the floor with those three. It's, it is. It's just a better team. Uh, when you look at the stat sheet, Louie, um, you wonder how Kentucky won this game. I mean, they shot 40%. Texas A&M shot 49 they get outscored by five points on the free throw line. So it all comes down to the three-point shooting. Uh, that was the difference in the game. Well, no, no, there were two differences in the game. This is a game, Louis. Uh, three weeks ago, Kentucky loses. I think you're right. Because of the physicalness of Texas A&M. Texas A&M, your boy Marble, didn't he come from Michigan State? I talked about him on Friday. I thought, yeah, he was one yeah. of the reasons that I thought Kentucky would win the game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he and and some of those other players, I mean, their goal was to punch Kentucky in the mouth. Yep. That It was very obvious that they wanted to get physical with Kentucky. And that's why I say Kentucky, three weeks ago, Kentucky would have completely backed down from that physical play and and Texas A&M would have won the game but Kentucky didn't back down uh, and they and they gave as much as they took uh, and so I thought that was a big part of it and the three-point shooting but let's not get carried away with this three-point shooting and it you know it's it's more three-pointers than Cal's teams usually take because it was Reeves and Livingston and Toppin that bailed him out, bailed them out from the three-point line. The other two three-point shooters, Wallace and Fredericks, were awful. Yep. Wallace was one for seven, and Fredericks was two for ten. 
But, uh, you know, Antonio was five for 11. Livingston took two and made them both. And even Jacob Toppin made a uh, made a three pointer uh, at, at the end of a uh, of a shot clock. So um, I, I, I don't know. I thought I thought all in all, because of the physicalness of the game and the fact that Kentucky didn't back down, I thought it was pretty impressive win for Kentucky. You know, it's it, it's been an interesting transition away from Xavier Wheeler. So, you know, in the Tennessee game, Kiss Malls doesn't score, right? And they still win the game. And, and um, you know, we've talked about that game in terms of how much did Tennessee do wrong and how much did Kentucky do right. And I, I tend to lean on it's a, it's a mix of those two things for sure. But, you know, Kaysen comes back 17 points against Georgia. He only has 11 yesterday, a very inefficient game for him. But, very. But what's very. interesting, and I'm sure you noticed this as well, he's had this in two straight games now. When they needed a bucket toward the second part of the second half, let's say last six minutes, because of the effectiveness of the three-point shot and at least the threat of it, he has found open lanes to drive to the basket. Mm-hmm. And in the Georgia game, Livingston was able to do that as well. And so I think you get a just a different dynamic of the office, offense, excuse me, when it's not Xavier Wheeler out there, that's the three-point threat. It's someone like in Antonio Reeves, who now has triple, or excuse me, three straight games of double-digit scoring. He's averaging 17, starting with the Tennessee game. That's an interesting change. That's a big dynamic shift, and that's off the bench, right? And so it allows him, it allows Cal to start. Livingston, you know, kind of get, set the tone a little bit, and then Reeves comes in, and it's a complete completely different game yeah how they play is totally different except that of course Livingston very good from the three-point line yesterday or Saturday (laughs) but yeah no it's it's just sometimes it is just black and white this way and not having Wheeler on the floor is better for this team period conversation over it's just true think 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 about this Louie you look you look at Kaysen's line and as you said it's a very inefficient 11 points he goes Four for thirteen from the field, including one from seven. One for seven, as I said, from the three-pointer. He makes both of his free throws. He has four offensive rebounds, not one defensive rebound. <laughs> he has four assists, but five turnovers. Yep. And Kentucky's still better when he's running the point than when Wheeler is. That's right. Yeah, it's a, it, it's amazing. It, it really is. It really is about the spacing that they are able to achieve when he's on ball. Because when Wheeler's on ball, he just doesn't have that sense. It's just different. And so, yeah, I mean, it is it is wild to see his numbers be that bad, but the team is so much, just obviously better. Um, the other thing it's done is it's made the two-point percentage better for Kentucky. Like I mentioned, it's getting some of those drives and layups and different things. I mean, they shot 46% inside the arc this on Saturday. And that's, that's a very sustainable number. I will tell you, I'm going to predict the end of Kentucky season. Are you ready? Yes. They will lose because they miss free throws. Hmm. Good, and that that is the one thing about this team that worries me is is Toppin, Shibway are the guys who are going to be getting fouled late in the game, just because of where they play and how they play. And I want to give Toppin a ton of credit. He's played. He's a totally. He's unbelievable. Guy. He's a totally the, different guy. The, the turnaround that he's made in the last three games is just unbelievable and to by, me. He's getting better too. Five points against Tennessee, 11 against Georgia, 17 on Saturday against Texas A&M. He's averaging seven and a half rebounds in those three games. So it's just a different... His physicality, how he's playing is just different than he was before. He deserves a ton of credit for that because he's just a better player right now than he was in the early stretches of the season. I mean, no question. He didn't even Was it him that didn't play it at Missouri? 
Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't even yeah. get off the bench. So, I mean, you know, no. there's, there's been these moments with him where it was like, is he is he gonna play? And now it's oh my god, he's got to be he's got to be this topping for them to go anywhere. And so that's the biggest change I think, Dan, from what we've talked about this season was you know we were right that it had to be Case Wallace that was on ball, but we didn't know it was going to have to be J- Jacob Toppin that was the catalyst. Well, especially especially like a game like Saturday where uh, Buzz Williams, uh, uh, his whole game plan was we're going to take Oscar away. A scoring, yes. And, and and that's exactly what they did. I mean, Oscar winds up with seven points, five shots, seven points. Uh, you know, he's still his rebounding machine, 17 rebounds. But, it, you know, you, <laughs> you tell me Oscar's going to score seven against a physical team like A&M and Kentucky's still going to win the game. I don't know if I would have agreed with you, but uh, sure. that, that that was obvious. And that's why they took so many three-pointers is because there were so many open three-pointers to, to be had. If, you know, if they shoot, if they shoot 40% from the three-point line and they should have because they weren't, uh, you know they weren't defended shots for the most part. They were wide open looks at the three pointer. If they shoot forty percent from the three point line, I mean, you know, this game's over at halftime. So, so Texas A and M goes three for sixteen from three. In the Tennessee game, they went three for twenty one. At what point is that a trend? And rather than just, you know, because after the Tennessee game, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, Tennessee missed a bunch of shots. At what point? Because another thing that we talked about was with Wheeler being off the floor, you get that length on defense. And it's much more bothersome to have a bunch of guys who are 6'5 and taller on the floor than it is to have a five, even one 5'9 guy on the floor. Especially, especially Louis, if you're playing defense like they've played the last few Correct. games, if you're fighting over screens, you know, you're showing when your man sets a screen. If, if you're going to be that aggressive defensively, you're right. It's 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 really difficult. I mean, Georgia shot a pretty good seven for twenty, right? They, you know, thirty five percent. But still, I, I I seem to remember in that game them making a couple of pretty difficult three pointers. And so, you know, I, at some point, I think as well how they're defending the perimeter, knowing that you know this is what should be happening, that you feel comfortable really defending the perimeter because you do have an anchor like Oscar Sheboy, like utilize him as the backstop that you need him to be. Rather than you know going under screens to try to stop drives, you don't need to do that all the time. Like trust that there's going to be another guy in the back that's doing that. And I'll tell you what, man, CJ Frederick's playing defense, man, and it's not something I anticipated. Him being a no. physical player, and no. that's, that's a different part of this team too. No, that's why you know that's why he goes three for twelve from the field, two for ten from three pointers. And he doesn't get and you, and you and you got to keep him in the game. Yep, he's averaging he, thirty six minutes a game since Wheeler didn't play the Tennessee game. Yeah, yeah. That's hefty. That's the most, you by know, the way, on the team. And and you you mentioned uh, Oscar only played twenty nine, but you know he had foul trouble too. I mean, he plays mid thirties. He plays mid thirties if he's if he's not in foul trouble. I agree. Yep. So no, I I think overall a good win, and frankly, you know, I think A and M is going to win a bunch more games. So I don't, you know, we we talk about excuse me these quad wins. Right, and how, how the, the wins are going to stack up. Like, if you can beat Kansas, who suddenly looks very vulnerable. Yeah, they've lost two in a row, right? What do you think the matchup predictor is for that game, Dan? Uh, Kansas, 58%. Kentucky, 62%. 
Wow. What a difference three games make. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They better not they better not concern themselves with next Saturday nope. because they've got a battle on their hands tomorrow night. Vanderbilt's playing very well. They stayed with Alabama for three quarters of that game. And so they better not be looking forward to for Kansas or they'll or they'll go down tomorrow night. Vandy is a 7 and 4 at home and uh is outscoring opponents 73-70 UK right now 76 76- 67 um and so yeah no i i you've mentioned it's a weird place to play and they clearly have guys that have bought into whatever it is that stackhouse wants to do they've won two of their last three they won at georgia over the weekend and then uh they beat arkansas two back at home and then like you said uh played alabama really tough in the first half ended up losing by 12 but i I'm with you. This is not a team that can take nights off and win games. It just not, no way. It just no way. Uh, and no so way. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I think they go into Nashville and win. But I'm. You're right. If they if they are off in any kind of way against against Vandy, there could be. Um, it could be a lot tighter than they want to be, and then those free throws I talked yeah. about could be part yeah. of the equation. No, this this Kentucky team isn't good enough to just show up and win. And uh, as as South Carolina proved. You know, anybody in the SEC can beat you this year. I mean, the SEC is really, really strong this year. And so, no, excuse me, they've got to – they they have to be ready to play. They can't take like they came out of Tennessee, Louie, and took the first half off against Georgia. Um, That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Text or text again, do you think, you know, with with Cal's – sort of propensity for not liking the three do you think players are thinking about it when they go up to shoot or is that on their mind or do you think he's had to have a a sea change where he allows guys to shoot more threes yeah no i don't i don't think that comes into their mind i mean it shouldn't if they've got a wide open three because the defense has got four people in the paint yeah. uh they've got to shoot it you know there's uh the, the, that that I, no, I don't think that comes into their thinking. Okay. I, I, I don't think, I don't think they go out and say, "Well, Cal doesn't like a bunch of threes, so I better no, no, <laughs> no." Okay, well there you go. He's Dan Islam, Louis Rubel, hanging out with you here, Islam Louis, up until noon here on six eighty one zero five seven. Thanks for hanging us on January twenty third, Dan. Where does the time go? Uh, I know. Kenny Payne show tonight on ninety three nine seven to eight. So if you wanted to uh, click over, Paul Rogers. We'll be hanging out with him. A little fireside chat, as Paul describes it, uh, with Kenny Bay tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, so do they usually take calls, or are they usually someplace in public? What's the So what's tonight the is at the basketball complex. So I think they do one public and then one private a week. And by the way, we're replaying those uh, at 2 o'clock the following day on 93.9, if you wanted to listen into those shows. I, um, I don't know if they take calls. I can't remember them taking a call. Avery, do you have any idea on the top of your head? Do they take calls on that show, on the coaches' show? I don't think they do, right? On the coaches' show, no. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah. Smart. <laughs> Strategically. That's good, good, pro- <laughs> That's good programming right there. That's great. Speaking of coaches, you can tell you can tell Cal, Cal's kind of uh, getting giddy over this team. You know, in the past, 
uh, there's been about five questions asked in the postgame press conference, and, yeah. and you know he's it's almost midnight, guys, or some other excuse. I gotta go do I gotta radio. Go. Yeah, yeah. Now he he took them all. He took them all on Saturday. Well, did you? There, there must have been fifteen questions. Did you see the crowd that hung around for his radio? Um, his radio I, questions? I did not. There had to be twenty five hundred people that stayed to listen to him answer questions from Goose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, you know what? And we talked about it. The fans never quit on this team for some reason. They've rallied around these guys. I don't know what it is about the team or, or the guys, but. Except that guy with the Texas sign. Except for the guy with the Texas sign. <laughs> but that was about Cal, not about the team. Uh, yeah, good point. They've always good rallied point. around the team, so it's yep. interesting now to watch them re-rally. And this is sports, right? We're fickle, right? I mean, if you lose a game, he's a bum. If he wins, he's not a bum, you know, whatever. Uh, but. Let's uh, let's get into some of this cow sound that you mentioned, uh, Avery. Do we have that pulled up? Awesome. Um, Come so, on, thumbs. She's on it. Um, let's talk about the new uh, rotation. Let's go to the the second uh, second clip there. Uh, this is the third game in a row. I mentioned it. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Antonio Reeves, 29 minutes a game now, averaging 17 points over the last three games. Oscar 19.6 and top and 11 points with 35 minutes each as well in the new rotation. And uh, here's Cal talking about that. Yeah, this is the third straight game. You've kind of leaned into that that five man group. I think today that group outscored them by a dozen in about 14, 13 minutes. What, what do you like about that five, and, and what what challenge does it present the other team? Well, the the biggest thing is you got to guard all five guys, but there's another guy on the court that you've got to pay special attention to. Uh, the kid, uh, what's his name, thirty four. So now all of a sudden you have everybody on the court. They can't really. And if they do, it's what happened. You're going to get threes. Now, again, everybody says, just shoot all threes. Well, what if you go two for 25? You'll be happy and say Cal did everything right. And I mean, we're a team that if you play us this way, we'll take the threes. If you're leaving people, we'll take them. But it's, you know, our game is we can shoot poorly and still win. If we're doing the gritty, the defense, the diving on the floor. We took charges today. Jacob took a charge. CJ took a charge. Um, But they got to the rim. I mean, they they ended up shooting 49% against us. Did he really... Did he say that thirty-four guy? Yeah, no. Well, that's what I said. He I mean, was so... he was giddy. He was giddy in the post game. He was uh, <laughs> he was feeling his oats. No question about it. <laughs> feeling his oats. <laughs> that number thirty-four guy. <sighs> now, see, Coach Rupp would have called me that forty-four guy, but that was because he couldn't remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't like fudge his uh, his birth certificate to like stay longer. Have have I told you he had he was amazing. He couldn't remember people's names, mm. but he could remember where where they were from. Uh, and and like uh, uh, like Bob McCowan, okay. he called Bob McCowan Dayton. Yeah. Much more than he called him Bob. It was just uh, and and Stan Key and I can't remember now where Stan Key was from. Murray maybe, but the same thing. He would call guys by their hometown much more than he would their names. It's wild. It reminds me of Satterfield. Uh, 
you know, well, that number seven on the other team, and it's like, that guy's a first-rounder. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's okay to say his name. That 34 out there. All right. Um, I want to hear the number four because I guarantee this is the most Cal-sounding he's been all season. Because the, I see the word empowered. Go ahead yep. and play it. This group, they're for each other. I, I, was, I was putting the guy in, and he said, no, let him stay. They're playing well. I went back to them. They're, they're doing good. And then I said, no, we gotta, I got to make this move. But it shows you that we're coming together and they're about each other. And they're even calling their own plays, which you and I know every year I say they're starting to become empowered. They're being empowered and they feel it that this is their team. Do you think Cal really means it when he says that he, he doesn't want to coach the guys? No. No, but I, I'm glad. You, you know this, what I'm referencing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah okay, no, okay. no. But but I think, see, that's why I I think when when now the obviously you have to make you have to make adjustments. You have to watch what's going on, and and but if you're standing up, calling every play. Yeah. And and the point guard has to look back over his shoulder when you're on the other end of the floor to see what play to run. The, I I don't get that at all. I mean, if you don't trust your players enough to let them run the plays, well, well you know, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have. Uh, maybe they don't have the basketball IQ to figure that out. But. I, I, I still think a team is much better when you're going down the floor, the point guard's calling the plays, and you're getting into it quickly rather than, you know, to have to look over to the bench at the coach and see what play to run. All right, let's go to seven here. This is on uh, something that I just mentioned, which was the fans not quitting on the, on the players. Um, and this is was, uh, what Cal had to say about that. Let me say this. What a great crowd. Great fans. We got the classiest fans. They don't, they're not rooting against the other team. They're cheering us on. We got to stay that way with every kid on my team. Um, these are young people. And I would just ask you if it were your son, how would you want him to be treated by a home fan? Any of our guys. It's your son. Now, how do you want him to be treated? Uh, I see these kids as my sons, and I get protective. Oh, he's back, Dan. He's back. Yep. It's Cal again. Yep. Back. Yep. Cal's back. Hey, you on the street. Cal's back. Sir. Cal is back. Sir. I I told you. He I told be. you he was he he was doing it after the game on I I, I think he's uh, I think he's seeing that this team uh, is, you know, th- th- this isn't a great team. This team isn't going to win the NCAA tournament. But this team is a better team than what they've played uh, through the South Carolina game. And I think and he, I, I think he I likes think the guys on the team. Yeah, and he's starting he's starting to see. Yeah, by all accounts, they're good guys. I mean, you you uh, if you read that article uh, that Roberts wrote this morning about Severe, you know, there's two or three guys, you know, coming to his defense, what a great player he is, and, you know, we're going to need him and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I think they're pretty good guys on on the whole. And so we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm, I don't have great expectations, but, you know, certainly they're better than than missing the NCAA tournament. Well, that's certainly maybe. Uh, first, who day text coming down on the text line. Um, who day? Who day? Um, must be nice to have a good quarterback and a team and 
not lose 48-45 to the Seahawks and miss the playoffs, Dan. Must be nice, huh? <sighs> Must be nice. Um, we'll, we'll get into the Bengals uh, in, in the next segment. But uh, Reminder, tomorrow, Dan mentioned it, uh, Tuesday, Vanderbilt road game late. James Strebel, Jason Etz on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show here on 680-1057. First place for your calls, your texts, and all things Cal. Hopefully we'll get sound from that as well. Uh, again, tomorrow night late, probably 11, 11, 15, something like that after their game. I've got Vanderbilt. Is that an SEC network? It is. Okay. Um, for tomorrow night. So there you go. Um, early predictions on the Vanderbilt game, Dan. Uh, like I said, they better show up and they better play. Uh, they they better, from, from the get, they they better be aggressive. They better be physical. Uh, they better be setting solid screens. Uh, or Vandy can Vandy can beat them. Can I can I ask for one more sound? I, I guess I I don't get this. <laughs> okay. I thought that I thought they had shootarounds on the day of the game. Uh, this number eight on the team shooting at Rupp prior to a game for the first time since he's been there. We have never shot in Rupp Arena prior to a game since I've been here. Now, Jimmy Dyke said Coach Sutton did it every game. They shot in that building. We have never done it where we did it this time. And then we start off and can't make a shot. But (laughs) the whole idea was weekend games, why not? Why not? Why not be together? Why not have a meal together? Why not go walk through together? Why not have a breakfast together? Why not walk to a shoot-around together? It's something that uh, I've done with different teams. I just never, never did it here. But going forward, I think it's something that we'll probably do because this team is getting closer and closer and closer. I'm going to guess that you didn't have a – did you – okay. I'm assuming you didn't have a practice facility. Everything happened at Memorial? Uh, correct. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. But it was a little different that, you know, uh, it, it, there wasn't anything else going on in Memorial. If if Coach Rupp wanted the floor, he had the floor. It wasn't like we had to shoot around, you know, the the, uh, the, yeah. the volleyball tournament yeah. or, or something. But uh, so so that was Cal's. That's Cal's choice. See, I had no idea. I thought when they had shoot arounds, when they had walkthroughs, I thought they did that at Rupp. I didn't know they did it at uh, uh, at at the uh, practice facility. Mm-hmm. So that was just his choice that they haven't been shooting at, at Rupp prior to the game. Well, how about you, Dan, learning something on a Monday? How about that? Yeah, how about yeah. that? I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I and and if it was me, I mean, if you're going to have shoot-around uh, the day of a game, why would you do it at the practice facility? I mean, why not do it at Rupp? I would have been at, I would have been at Rupp all, all the time. That's where you're playing the game. You're not playing the game at the practice facility. I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Couldn't all tell right. you. All right. Well, um, before uh, before we go, uh, I, I just want to say, who dat? Uh, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the bluegrass state. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com.
This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. 10.30 segment here on a Monday on 680-1057. Issel and Louis taking you up until noon. In your car, your smart speaker, uh, maybe you're listening on the app or on uh, on your, I don't know, on the website, ESPNLouisville.com, however you're hanging out with us this morning. We appreciate it. Louisville at Boston College on Wednesday, 7.30 network pregame over on 93.9, play-by-play at 9. Sometime around 11.30, Ethan Moore, God bless him, we will do a post-game show sponsored by Coors Light. All Wednesday on your home for the cards, 93.9 The Ville and ESPN Louisville app. They were discussing that game on the show before hours, Dan, and a hope that uh, they would... That, that might be one of those that they, they pick off because Boston College yeah. wins are not yeah. against great teams. No. Um, and so no. a little bit of hope in the air for a, a win right. at, at Boston College. I am not hopeful, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. Well, as Grandpa, <laughs> used, as Grandpa used to say, Louie, hope in one hand, poop in the other. See which one fills up first. 11% chance of winning on the matchup predictor. They do get uh, Emmanuel Okorafor. Did you read his story, Dan? Yes. Are you is he elig- Is he going to play right away? Right away. Really? How about that? Ooh, that'll be a reason to watch. I'm with you. He's six nine. I mean, like whatever. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I have no expectations. So, um, do you want to know the the most important players to ever come out of NBA Africa? Sure. <laughs> a guy named Uganda, uh, Uganda Kingsley. Uh, he's Nigerian. He plays in Kentucky. Do you know about Babakar Sané from Senegal? Uh, nope. He's playing in the G League. How about Mohab Yasser? Nope. He's Egyptian. He just won the uh, title in Egypt uh, for Basketball Africa League. <clears throat> Ooh. Kurt Curry uh, Vegschneider is from the Central African Republic. He plays for Division II Lubbock Christian. And Ibu Baji from Senegal plays for FC Barcelona B. So he plays in the AAA of Spanish professional basketball. So that's uh, that is who sounds like sounds like a very impressive roster. So uh, if you if you think he might be as good as Uganda Kingsley, I would think that Uganda Kingsley would be getting minutes for U of L, and so um, maybe they found, they found somebody to fill some minutes. Who knows? Dan has well, nothing I, to say. Okay, cool. All right. No, no, I, 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 you went dead there for a minute. I know. I had to hit um, the cough button. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, well, good. At least they'll have somebody else they can put on the floor. Um, you know, you, you have to, uh, as Diener was saying, uh, according to the ESPN story, this kid traveled three hours yep. one way to attend practice. Uh, you know, I think I would, if I had to ride three buses and leave at 5 in the morning and get home at 10 o'clock just to go to practice, I think I would have said I'll I'll catch you later, uh, but um, you got you got to admire that. And the kid the kid says he plays hard. He didn't say he played well. He said he played hard. And so uh, I, my, my expectations are not very high, Louis. Got it. I uh, I think Tark should sign an NIL deal with him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone asking when we're going to talk about IU Michigan State. Hey, I opened the show by saying Michigan State's bones. Don't worry. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> I mean, IU is maybe playing the best basketball of anyone in the area. Well, I don't know if they're playing the best basketball of the year, but I know one thing. 
Jackson Davis is playing the best basketball of the year. I mean, he's had he's had thirty plus the last two games. He, uh, I, I watched some of that Michigan State uh, game. They it was on uh, before the Bingo game. Yep. Uh, and so I was watching some of that. And uh, uh, Trace Jackson is playing like uh, like the All American that he is. Uh, and so yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, you, uh, you know, th- this, this isn't a shocker to me because wasn't IU the the preseason favorite to win the Big Ten? Yes. Yeah, so they ought to be playing. They ought to be playing halfway it, decent. It's, but it, the, it's interesting too. So, so Izzo against Purdue singled against Edie and he lit him up, and then he doubled against. Jackson Davis and IU shoot sixty percent from three, so like just <laughs> two games where he picked a poison and the poison killed him. So yeah, yep. it is yep. what it is. That's basketball. Well, I'm you know I not, not only uh, not only with his points and his shooting, but he had fifteen rebounds and four assists. I mean he uh, you know he's been he played great. He played absolutely great. Well, and Tamar Bates, who had a combined zero points against Wisconsin and Illinois, went for 17 against Michigan State. So <laughs> sometimes those things happen too. But no, nah, you, man. I mean, you're right, though. TJD is really playing the kind of basketball we know he can play. And, I mean, hits his free throws. He's, he's good in the lane. He rebounds like an animal. I mean, when he's playing that way, I mean, five blocks, that's the thing about him too, is he doesn't – he's got – Whatever that Oscar quality is that doesn't appear to be athletic, but they are athletic. Does that make sense? Like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. just not visually athletic. Um, but man, he just pops out of nowhere for those blocks. He's, he's quite the. I think he's going to be. I use all-time leading block. <laughs> all-time had, leader in blocks. Excuse me, I'm trying yeah, to think he, of the word there uh, well, by the had, next game, even so. Yeah, he had five against uh, against Michigan State. Yeah. So no, the kids playing. Played all but one minute too. Kids playing great. It's on the show sheet, people. No, don't worry. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. try from these things. I tooted Michigan football's horn all season. No, I don't, I don't hide from these things. Um, but yeah, no, they're finally starting to play better, and I think they've got a pretty, a pretty manageable part of their schedule coming up. If I remember this correctly, yeah, Minnesota. Then they get Ohio State at home, and then they got oh no, never mind. I'm a liar. <laughs> the Minnesota <laughs> game is the last one. They get Ohio State at home, who's at three and five in the Big Ten now. All of a sudden. They go to Maryland, who's three and five in the Big Ten, but then they get Purdue at home and Rutgers at home. So um, it's a nice, nice chance for them to get a couple of really good wins. But there you go, man. Are you? There you go. Finally, I, I was very there was a, there was a concern for about a month there, Dan, that all the teams in the triangle here were not going to make the tournament. We're not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Well, they'll they'll be all right. I mean, it's just you know you you mentioned Kansas earlier. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, and Houston gets beat. Yesterday at home by Temple. I mean, this thing is this thing is so wide open, Louis. I don't I don't know who you would uh, who you would pick uh, if if you had to if you had to give me your four final four teams right now. Uh, you might not be able to come close. You might miss all four. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're at yeah. That point, so. Yeah. No. I, there's there's certainly no dominant team out there. It's unusual for college basketball too. Usually there's there's very much cream at the top, and we just don't have that this year. No. Maybe Houston, but they lost, right? Um, yeah, Houston loses, Kansas loses. So what, Purdue goes back to number one maybe? I guess. Yeah. Then Iowa State won at Oklahoma State, right? Um, Big 12 is all over the place, man. <laughs> Football and basketball, it's actually really fun this year. But I no, it's 
<coughs> excuse me. I mean, good luck. You know, yeah, like you said, picking. I mean, is there one team you feel confident would be in the final four this year? One? No. Yeah. yeah. No. It's wild. <laughs> it's very unusual, and it's and it's especially unusual because you don't have a super strong Kentucky or Kansas or a Duke Carolina that kind of team. Like you just don't have it. Um, I think I think the surprise will be that uh, UCLA makes another run. I I disagree with that totally. I mean, they got beat. Where, where did they get I beat? Uh, Arizona. I, I, yes. I saw I saw them play against CU. I watched every minute of that game. I, I'm not I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. I think that UCLA. ugly style plays really well in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess. Like I said, I, I nothing would surprise me. Uh, but uh, all right, I made uh, you wait long enough. Gush about your Bengals. Go ahead. Um. Go on. Well, do you want to start with them? Uh, well, oh, okay. Um, I mean, I think against the spread, I was right in three out of these four games, right? No, you weren't. <laughs> I was right three out of four. You were right one out of four. I picked the Bengals and, and the Jags. What are you talking about? Oh. Oh, I forgot about the Jags. <laughs> The the Chiefs the Chiefs and the Jags were the only one I missed, yeah. and I didn't and I didn't know my quarterback was going to be playing on one leg for <laughs> three quarters of the game. Yeah, fair. Did you see him? They 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 were right after that happened. He was on the sideline, and and uh, and the coach was there. And I guess some medical guy was there, and you could read you could read Patrick's lips. He was saying, "No way, right. no way." They were they were telling him he had to go back in the locker room and get an X ray or or something. But Coach Coach Reed and and the medical guy, and he was uh uh-uh, uh no way. And when they, when they finally convinced him he had to do it, he sla- I mean, I love a kid like that. He's out there playing on one leg. And and can't, can't put any pressure. He's throwing off of his front leg, off of his front foot because he can't put any pressure on his back foot. And uh, that, no, he, uh, he he that I thought that was impressive. He's I the really one guy think. that that I trust to not be able to play conventionally and be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the the, the only thing is, if the Bengals can keep him in the pocket. Uh, you know that cuts down. It, it doesn't cut down his efficiency totally, but you know he's he's a guy that when when the pocket starts to break down, he likes to get outside and can still make unbelievable plays. And you know, depending on how bad the ankle is, I don't know that he'll be able to do that. But um, but l- listen to this stat, Louis. Okay. Since the start of two thousand and twenty-two. So a little over a year ago, Kansas City has lost four games. Three of them to the Bengals? Three of them to the (laughs) Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Three of them to the Bengals. Only takes one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that, and I was really, do you know what the spread on that game is? Uh, Yeah, it opened two and a half, and within 20 minutes it was down to one. One. Yep. 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 So, um, so that that that'll be fun both of them and and i was surprised the the eagles aren't that big a favorite over the 49ers either i think it's two and a half maybe mm. 
Um, so those those should be two great conference championship games next Sunday. Which one's likely to not be the closest game? Which one do you think? Uh, I would say Ingle, uh, Eagles 49ers. In which direction? I, the, the Eagles. Okay. I mean, I, I know they were playing the Giants, and I know that they're not very good. But, man, uh, Prime and I went out to dinner. <laughs> on uh, on Saturday night, and so I I made reservations, and don't don't tell Sherry this, but I made reservations in in the bar at six fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> now Sherry's a great conversationalist, and you know I really enjoy spending time with her. But you know, after fifty three years, I doubt there's something she's going to tell me that I haven't heard before. And and so I'm nodding my head. When we get in there, we we go to the Mater D stand. He seats, she seats us. And it's already seven nothing. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, Eagles game, went man. the Eagles went right down the field and scored, and that game was never even close. Uh, and so, I, I the the Eagles are getting healthy. Hurts looked like he was one hundred percent, and so um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if if the Eagles don't don't win that by a uh, by a comfortable margin at this point i'm rooting for a bengals eagles super bowl because i think the game could be really awesome yeah like really yeah awesome. like 42 38 kind of game yeah i think it'd be a lot of fun so well i i think i was i was pulling for a 49er bingo super bowl before this whole thing even started so hmm. i i've still got a I, i've still got a shot uh in that but yeah talking about the bengals um, man, that was a complete game, was it not? Lee? Yeah, they undressed them. I, yes, yeah, yep. I mean they defensively, uh, they they were getting they were getting pressure uh, on on the Bills quarterback uh, with a four man rush, uh, and uh, the the thing that shocked me uh, was everybody was concerned about Cincinnati's offensive line. They were starting three guys on the offensive line that were not in the lineup for most of the season. Yep. Three guys. And they dominated the Bills' defensive line. I mean, their their running game has been non-existent for a month, and Mixon gets over 100 yards. I mean, it was just... Uh, as, as Romo was saying on the telecast, they just the 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 offensive line and the defensive line for Cincinnati just dominated that game. And then, of course, you've got Burroughs, who I mean, he's he's quickly becoming the he's next level. Man. Yeah, he's different. yeah. No, no, he uh, he plays like he's it, been in the league for ten years and he's been in a bunch of playoff games. It's just totally different. <laughs> Listen wild. to this. Listen to this. He he broke. The passing yardage for Cincinnati playoff games. He broke my dear friend Kenny Anderson's record. Kenny Anderson was with the Bengals for 15 years. <laughs> Burrow's been there for a minute and a half, and he, he and he broke he broke the passing yardage in playoff games yesterday. They're good, man. <laughs> they are. They're just good. Now I uh, and, and the motivation, the NFL front office was almost they were a finalist for the Monday morning moron because the motivation 
of them selling tickets in Atlanta for a Bills Chiefs game. That that was real. That you could tell Mixon was over the top. Of course, he's the guy who flipped the coin when they when he scored a touchdown against the Ravens last week. But uh, even Burroughs in the postgame, the, uh, I, I forget who the sideline reporter was, she asked him about that, about them selling tickets for the, you know, because if the Bills had won, the, the playoff game would have been in Atlanta. Yep. And I, and I think... So she asked him about that, and all he said was, "Better send him a refund." <laughs> so, but, but that was that motivation was real, I think. And so, yeah, that that was that that was the most dominant performance, even with the Eagles running over the top of the Giants. I thought the Bengals oh. game was was the most impressive uh, performance of the weekend. I hadn't thought of it in those terms, where which was the most impressive. I just. I thought the Eagles was the most formulaic, like their their game plan just worked. But yeah, the I mean, it never felt like the Bills were winning that game. No, and I no. listened. I listened to the Bills radio broadcast um, for part of it, and Dan started to notice a trend here. I'm listening to these these hometown radio guys to try to really feel like with what they're getting on the ground after they took back the touchdown from Jamar Chase. Right. I thought everyone in Buffalo should shut the hell up forever. <laughs> That was the worst overturn of a touchdown that I can remember outside of Calvin Johnson in the end zone. Like, it's as bad as that one. Like, yeah. I literally don't know what a catch is anymore, except that, like you said, they wanted to sell tickets in Atlanta. Like, that that felt bad. It felt like a bad, there's something going on behind the scenes kind of moment. Because that was a touchdown. It just was. It was a touchdown. It was a great well, throw. You know, great catch. All, 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 I, all I know is... It, when you score a touchdown, now it's not the same rule as going out of bounds. Out of bounds, uh, from what I understand, out of bounds, you have to control the football all the way to the ground. In in scoring a touchdown, you just have to have possession with both feet down. And in the minute that happens, it's a touchdown. And he he obviously, when he was falling down, he had the ball pinned against his leg. And so with both feet in and the ball pinned against his leg, that's a touchdown as far as I'm concerned. And the really. idea that he didn't have control of the ball, silly. I mean, literally, it's silly. He obviously had control of the ball. So I don't know. I, that one, that play really bothered me. Um, and I'm glad that it didn't affect the game. Yeah, well, it cost him four points because they wound up kicking a, kicking a field goal. I'm glad goal it didn't inst- affect the game overall. Inst- instead of getting the touchdown. But... Uh, and that leaves us with the Cowboys and the 49ers. Are the Cowboys ever and you called it. You said you said it was going to be that kind of game. Uh but are the Cowboys ever going to win anything with Prescott as a quarterback or with Jerry Jones making personnel decisions? <laughs> you don't like the owner being the general manager? And it would be like you being an NFL general manager, no offense. In your 70s, never coached football, you know, like just making massive decisions for the most popular football team in North America. I can't yeah, imagine right. being a fan of that team. I can't imagine <coughs> thinking that, had, that 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 methodology is ever going yeah, to work. No, no. I, I, I kind of uh, I, I know they've always been America's team, but I, I think that's going by the wayside. 
I, I think a lot of people are just, I mean, they can't, they can't do it. I mean, he had, they're talking about Zach and, you know, that last game against uh, Tampa Bay was not only his best of the season, but maybe his best ever. Tampa Bay? <laughs> Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay, people. I thought he was awful yesterday. You know, the that, big... that, that first interception. Now, the second one kind of bounced around yeah, correct, yeah. before Warner picked it off. But that first interception. I mean, the <laughs> the guy caught the ball. He intercepted the ball. He was 10 yards from the receiver. <laughs> uh, the two things have happened where where you're right, where the Cowboys are going to be less and less America's team. The first is fantasy football. It makes you root for players, not for teams. And so for the first time that I can remember, people are more interested in individual player stats than they are in teams. The second that, part... That was the genesis of the red zone on TV. Boom, there it is. And then I was that just going to mention that, red zone. That, and, that's, why, that's why the red zone came to be. And, it, and if you watch red zone... You think everyone who plays offense in the NFL is awesome because all you see are their best plays. Hmm. All you see good, is them is yeah, scoring touchdowns. Good point. I mean, that's all you see. Good point. So you think Have you ever been just, in a fantasy league, Louie? Sure. I don't enjoy it, but sure. Well, if you don't enjoy it, what are you doing? I was in one like 10 years ago. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I've never done it. I'm proud to say. Why are you proud I, of that? I have never been involved in fantasy anything <laughs> if i'm gonna have fantasy fantasies louis whoa it sure as heck isn't gonna be about football whoa do you care to expound on that dan no okay. i don't all right you sure i don't it sounded no. like you wanted to no because when i do you read some promo <laughs> i had a funny line about grandpa you just went right on <laughs> Just went right on. Right on. Oh, man. This is this one, Louie, by the way. Uh, taking you up until noon, 680-1057. Oh, man. All right. So uh, your teams all win over the weekend. What's that? What does that feel yes. like, by the way? Because that doesn't. Oh, it's great. I, I don't get to do it's, that. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> it's great. Even I um, I wanted you. You texted me and said uh, that Saturday was Jimmy's birthday, right? Uh, Streetle, yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, but I couldn't call in and wish him a happy birthday on the postgame show because I had taped the Kentucky game. Mm. I, I, I had a much, much more important game to go to at noon, and that was my seven-year-old grandson's game. So, so I, I had to tape the Kentucky game. And so I couldn't call in and wish Jimmy a happy birthday. But belated birthday to Jimmy Streetle. Well, how about that? <laughs> on the other end, we will have the Monday Moron, uh, brought to you by our friends out at Buckler Farm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I might have overreached on this one. I like it. This is, by I, the way, this is your. Um, this is your Nobel Prize. This is your um, Fields Medal. This is your. Yeah, but you know what? I I think I think I might have peaked too early. Totally disagree. Totally. Disagree. My 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 will left us. I mean, I, I, it'll take a while before I, I, I come close to, to doing that again. When a hobbling, when a hobbling, Pat Mahomes beats your Bengals this weekend, there will be plenty for you to write about. <laughs> and you also just assume Kentucky basketball is going to stay good. 
No, there, no, there's plenty of moron opportunities coming up. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. All right. We'll do that on the other end. Uh, Monday morning with our friends at Buckler Farm, bucklerfarms.com. Uh, by the way, yes, by the way, yes, have yes, you? Yes, yes. Uh, I want you to line up a visit yeah. to Buckler Farm. Yeah, I'm talking to Nate because I'm. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to be there for like ten or eleven days. Great. Uh, yeah, starting the first of February, and so looking at the pictures on their website, uh, you know. I, I grew up on a farm. I lived on a farm till I was in the sixth grade. I love agriculture, so I definitely want to go see Buckler Farms while, while we're there. There you go. And we will describe all of their services uh, when we get back on the other side. But, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Check out all the music, the concerts, the arts, all those museums and memorials in Kentucky on their website, KentuckyTourism.com. Follow them on socials as well. Tons of great pictures from people around the state. You can even even join them in what they call Kentucky Moments. Uh, new episodes all the time. Uh, they're on their third season, third 301 episodes of that, of people within the state of Kentucky doing great things. All of that at KentuckyTourism.com. On the other end, time for the Monday Morning, 680-1057. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. 